Welcome, 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 boys and girls, geeks and nerds, to another brand new edition of geek to me Radio. We are broadcasting live from Orlando Megacon. Currently, I'm in the CGC booth here in the 2000 aisle. We're going to be joined by Aaron Bradley of CGC, Susan Eisenberg, the Wonder Woman, and more, so stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek from Star Wars, we'll try to explain. There are 12 doctors for Hogwarts houses, one ring rolls and more. And as I said, we are live from the uh, just amazing show of people here down at Megacon Orlando. I'm currently standing in the CGC booth with Aaron Bradley from CGC. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for talking to us. Um, CGC, you've been around for about 17 years now. How did it all start? Well, that is true. Uh, CGC started in about 2000, grading and encapsulating comic books. Uh, our sister companies are in coins and paper money. So it was kind of a natural fit for us. And I know you guys have lately started doing the CGC Signature Series. So I noticed your people are hopping around all the booths, getting uh, witnessing the signatures of people who are here, like Stan Lee and J. Scott Campbell's here, Greg Capullo. Has there anybody who's brought you anything? What's like the coolest thing that you personally have seen that people have brought you? Oh, my gosh. The sketches are amazing. The artists here are incredible. Um, just really really incredible work one-of-a-kind stuff that's getting submitted our signature series program is really awesome because it enables the user to make sure that it's really the signature because we witnessed it kind of like a notary um so we really take pride in the program to make sure it's authentic and uh everyone seems to really enjoy it and have you guys tried because you guys also will people can mail stuff into you And you're based out of Sarasota, am I correct? We are. We are. Sarasota, Florida. So when people mail stuff in, has there been any shenanigans pulled? People mail stuff in and they've actually, have you found some authentic uh, or inauthentic signatures? Well, Signature Series is a pretty strict program. The only way you could mail it in is if you used a third-party facilitator or submitted for a private signing. Um, Otherwise, that's primarily why we're at shows is to witness signatures, uh, pick up artwork that's been commissioned through sketches and things like that. And I've seen you guys have been hopping all weekend long so far. What, uh, just if you had to ballpark it, because I know some people have brought stacks of comics. Yes. Some people show up with one or two. If you had to ballpark it, how many comics do you think you've done so far during the convention here at Megacon? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know, to be honest with you. It's been a great uh, couple days so far. Definitely our busiest day yet. Um, I don't even know. I In the, in the in, tens of thousands, you think? I or not? Think not quite that much, but we're, we're, we're up there. We're having a great show. And you travel all over to the big cons and do this. Um, what are the logistical problems that you guys have found with having to travel for the cons? Other than, obviously, the, the website's great. People can send the stuff yeah. in. But what if, logistically, has there been anything as far as cons go that you've, has been a learning curve? No. I mean, 
we're a little road weary, but but we suck it up. There's enough coffee to get us through, and uh, it's really great traveling everywhere. And every town we go to, we just really enjoy the people and the community. Um, so it's been great. All of the shows have been amazing. What's next on the roster for you? Do you have any upcoming shows you're planning on? Next weekend, we will be at Wizard World Philly. Mm, um, so we're excited one. for that. That's a big one, big show. Uh, so we're that's that's our very next weekend uh, coming up here. And then we have a big month of June as well. Lots of shows planned. They're all on our website, listed out. Um, our next on-site show, the last one for this year, will be in Baltimore in September. And have you guys had any people? Because I know the CGC is fantastic because you get the authentic grading and everything. But some people like to read the comic books. Have you yeah. had anybody send you stuff to be unslabbed, as it were? They usually will do that themselves. Um, most people will have their precious copy that they will send into us to keep forever. And they kind of have their reader copies or their reprints that they kind of enjoy and can manhandle and really, you know, share with their kids or, or read it repeatedly and things like that. I know we've got some listeners right now who would love to manhandle their comics. Yes, so that's yes. that's a good term. I like that. <laughs> What about with the, uh, obviously they're very protective, the, the yes. casings and closures. How hard is it to open those if someone wanted to? Well, it's challenging, definitely. Um, our new case is fantastic. It's really secure. Um, essentially, what it eliminates is any questioning in terms of opening and closing the case. That's not possible. Uh, in order to crack out our books now, you would have to physically break the case. Um, I'm sure, as you saw a little while ago, Sometimes we have some band-aids and cut fingers involved, but the case cannot be reclosed once it's been cracked out. Um, so this just gives the user even more peace of mind and security, knowing that their book is safe in there and can't be tampered with. So for someone who's kind of on the fence, it's like, well, this is a great, I like to read it, but I kind of want to get CG. What would you say to convince that person that, hey, yeah, you probably should have it graded? It's great. It's a collectible. You can keep it forever. Um, I love to hear the stories about what people are planning on doing with their books, uh, planning on sharing it with loved ones or keeping it for their kids, that type of thing. Those are my favorite. So I know the casing keeps them protected, obviously, yes. from bends and scrapes and nicks. Does it, is there any kind of UV protecting on your cases? or is There's there, uh... not. Uh, obviously, we don't recommend being in direct sunlight. Treat Hopefully it... people know that yeah. anyway. But... <laughs> Treat it kind of like a photo. You wouldn't, you wouldn't leave it out in the car or, you know, in direct sunlight or lamps or anything like that. Um, but it's going to keep your book safe for sure. So... And I know you guys have started doing, uh, I think, concert posters lately. Yes, absolutely. Any, because I know some people, I'm, I'm one of the ones who are guilty of this. I get my promo posters. The comic book stores mm -hmm. have them. I get them and have the artists sign them. Is there any thought that that might move in that direction as well? It's a little more challenging for us to do the modern posters just because there's so many. Mm -hmm. um, we do vintage concert posters. Uh, there's a number that uh, we do grade and encapsulate. They are listed on our website. Uh, things like the Family Stone uh Types yeah, of stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah where, where it's a e little easier to tell authentication and things like that. Um, but that's really taken off. It's, it's been great. And obviously, you guys are very strict as far as your grading. It's pretty uh, straight across the board. How long does someone who works for you have to train to be able to have that level of consistency with all of the graders who grade for you? A, a, number, a number of years. Um, all of our graders have been with us for a decent amount of time. Uh, they're, they're real close-knit, tight grading room in there. And they really are good at what they do. And they spend a lot of time researching and making sure they're all on the same page and give the books the care they deserve. And is anyone, what happens if someone gets it and they dispute it? They say, no, no, I know it's worth, I know it's about <laughs> three grades. I've, obviously, you've had that happen before because these are sure. people's treasured collections. Yes. What happens in a situation like that? What happens? Yes. Um, well, that's a great question. Uh, 
certainly when it's your own, it's always a little tougher if you don't get the grade that you wanted. Um, there's a number of times where I'll have great books sent back into me to be reviewed by the graders just to make sure that's really what the grade is and see if there's any recommendations in terms of things like, oh, could this book be pressed? Could it potentially receive a, a higher grade possibly? And that's where our sister company, CCS, comes in where we can press and dry clean books um, to potentially sometimes help the grade out, uh, eliminate any bends or dents that don't break color. And it's a great option um, in addition to the grading that we have. Fantastic. Well, we are here still at MegaCon Orlando. So if you're in the area, you should swing by, bring some books. Uh, you can talk to Erin. She'll be happy to help you out with getting everything graded. So, Erin, thank you so much for being on air with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And we are going to go to our first commercial break of the hour. We will be back right after this with Susan Eisenberg from the Justice League animated series. So stand by. Great hair. May the force be with you. This is Susan Eisenberg, voiceover actress, and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio. And we are back. We're live on air right now. We are currently broadcasting from Megacon in Orlando, but uh, our next guest has been on the show before, and for some odd reason, she agreed to come back. I guess she didn't get enough last time. <laughs> Susan Eisenberg on the phone. Susan, thanks very much for being on air with us. Oh my gosh, it's so my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime, of course. Now, uh, as I mentioned, I'm here at Megacon, so I apologize for a little bit of background noise, but we've got another Comic-Con coming up that I am ridiculously excited about, and that's Denver Comic-Con, obviously in Denver, yeah. and you will be there with your Justice League castmates. Thrilled and so overjoyed that we're doing that. I mean, that's going to be really exciting. We're, we're doing a reunion and we'll all be there. Carl Lumley, unfortunately, will not be able to make it, but the rest of us will, including Andrea Romano, our voice director for the entire run of the show. So it'll be it'll be pretty cool to have us all back together on the stage and meeting the fans and doing autographs and all that stuff. And I was uh, I was going to try to surprise you. I actually reached out to Carl Lumley's agent to try to get him on the phone so I could even do a quick pre-tape thing prior to having you on today and then his agent said he's in the middle of shooting something and he's very once he starts shooting that's it he's into that part and doesn't uh do any press at all so i was hoping to surprise you today but unfortunately carl's a pro and he just couldn't uh couldn't do it no i mean that's that's the problem with doing reunions it's the scheduling of seven people and it's it's super challenging so last time we couldn't get michael um for new york and this time we couldn't get carl but you know, we'll we'll do the best we can, and hopefully the next one he'll be able to make it. And, again, it would be great to see Carl, but obviously, like you said, we've got Michael Rosenbaum, we've got Kevin Conroy, Phil Lamar, uh, George is there, Maria's there. So you don't get to do this too often, but do you guys stay in touch and still, you know, email and call and have lunches and whatnot? <laughs> Go to the Watchtower. Yeah, um, hang out. We do stay in touch because there's an overlap of our careers. So we'll see each other. Um, I see Phil quite a bit because we're here in L.A. together, and he's very involved with the, the union that I'm in, the Screen Actors Guild, Astra. So, uh, you know, I do see him quite a bit. Um, but everyone else, I'm like I see Kevin, and I, 
Um, I can text Maria or I can, we're not all, you know, going out to dinner once a week, but there's certainly um, a line of communication that's always open and I can reach them anytime I need them or want to talk to them or want to reach out to them. So um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky that way. You know, I, I have them on speed dial. And that's, see, that's, that's disappointing because I picture you guys all having dinner once a week in your costumes, uh, you know, and, and just uh, knocking back a couple of little glasses really? of wine and having a ball. <laughs> really? Really? Now, do you? Well, okay. You know what? I don't want to spoil that fantasy. If you want to keep that going, go for it. Go for it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've got enough people spoiling fantasies in my life without you adding to the mix, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry. So last time we had, no, no, that that's fine. I uh, Last time we had you on, we talked about Injustice 2. We mentioned it, but we couldn't talk about it because at the time, oh. obviously, uh, you were under contractual obligation not to. So now that it's out and it's being so well received, uh, what can you tell it us really about is. the process of taking on Wonder Woman again? You know what? Anytime I get to do it, I mean, I, I've been so upfront about that. It's, it's, um, you can't take for granted that you'll be asked. So when you are asked to voice her, um, it's such a privilege um, that, that the fans um, are still there for me doing it and that these companies, Warner Brothers DC, that they're still asking me to do it. It, you know, it was a very different Wonder Woman. I mean, I don't know if you know too much about the game, if you've played it or if you've heard about it. You know, she's a very different Wonder Woman than Justice League, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just the, that's the challenge. I mean, you're you're given a you're given um, a script, and you have to make that come off the page, just like you have to make Secret Origins come off the page. I mean, so it's it was it was fun and it was challenging, and um, I love to do it. And it's out and there, obviously, and I can talk about it. Yes, exactly. And obviously, you got to work with some of your, uh, obviously, Kevin did it, Phil did it. Um, so it's got to be great to be able to work with the same people. You've got a familiarity. And even as you're voicing parts, you know, you know, you've got that familiarity of the characters uh, on the other end. Well, as for the voicing the part, it's true. I mean, it's it's not so hard to um, to get there with, with Diana, with um, Wonder Woman. But we do not work together. So when you hear that Kevin's in it or or Phil or or um, George, none of us work together because in video games, you don't record together. So we That's another fantasy you've now shattered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you know what? I can't I can't tell you a lie. You know what I mean? I'm a no, truth I, that's true. Wonder Woman. Exactly. Um, so I have to be truthful. And yeah, none of us are together. Now, for Justice League, we were. And we were right. all in the same room, and all the guest stars, we were all together at Warner Brothers where we, where we recorded it. But, no, for the video games, you're never together for a video game. You're, you're always by yourself in a mm. booth um, recording alone. And you've obviously got a director there to give you context, and you've got engineers, obviously, and um, perhaps somebody from the game team. But, no, you're not... Um, you're not like it's not like Kevin and I are there and, and there's Michael or, or there's George. No, it doesn't work that way with video games. It's a little lonely. And you mentioned – sorry, go ahead. It's a little lonely. I won't lie. I mean, it's uh, – you're there by yourself, so you have to work extra hard because you're not working off of anybody's energy. You have to create that um, that world, that that fantasy world all by yourself. And so if you're lucky, you get a director who will feed you lines. Mm-hmm. And in this case, and 
in this case, I did have that for injustice, but you know, you can be by yourself. And you mentioned before too, that sometimes on these video game projects, you don't even know what you're working on uh, just due to the nature of the thing. That's gotta be even more complicated or difficult, I would think. You, you know, they'll, they'll, once you're there, when you're auditioning, sometimes you don't know what you're auditioning for because everything's really held in secret. Um, but then when you're there, they'll give you a little bit more information. Excuse me. <laughs> Very dry here. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, once you're there, you're, you're, you're more privy to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, otherwise you're, you're not really given a full script, so you don't know the whole project. Right. And, and you're kind of piecing it together for yourself. So, you know, you have to use that, those creative juices, you really do, to, to conjure up something for yourself to make it real. We are talking with voice actress extraordinaire Susan Eisenberg right now. Um, if you want to call in and say hi, Joey B uh, should be able to patch another call through. It's 855-770-1260. No pressure because you want to kick back and listen to her voice, which I will say we interviewed Kevin Conroy when he was through here at Wizard World back in April, and he described your voice, Susan, as orgasmic. <laughs> oh, that Batman. He really knows how to call it, right? I mean, what is he? He's bringing the flirty. He's so flirty. Listen, you know how I feel. Everyone, everyone knows how I feel about Kevin and Batman. So it's all on the record. Right, exactly. <laughs> and in the last time we also talked, we were uh, discussing the hashtag Performance Matters with the uh, the comic book, uh, I'm sorry, not the comic book, the video game strike going on. How is that progressing? Has there been any resolution for people who are following that? There hasn't been, but it's it's still being worked out. And hopefully, hopefully the next time I talk to you, there will be a resolution. But there are quite a few companies that have signed on to work with with what we're asking for. So it's not like there's, you know, there's no work out there for us. There are companies mm-hmm. who, are, who, are, who are stepping up and saying, okay, we, we see what you're asking for. We hear what you're asking for. It seems pretty fair. Let's give that to you. So we're lucky in that way. But um, some of the other companies have not been um, so amenable to what we're asking for. So, so the, you know, the, the struggle continues, the fight continues, but we really believe what we're asking for is utterly fair. So, um, you know, we're all still willing to be in it. Fantastic. That's all we can ask. We are going to take our first break of the hour. Are you you okay with sticking with us for another segment, Susan? You got it. I told you. I'm here. I'm here for as long as you need me. (laughs) Fantastic. We're going to be right back after this commercial break with more with Susan Eisenberg. So stand by. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to geek to me Radio. Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman, but he's never voiced a Jedi, which Susan Eisenberg, our current guest, has. So, Susan, that puts you one up on Kevin. <laughs> okay, that's good. Now, <laughs> as soon as I can, do, as soon as I can do um, a video game like Arkham, we really will be even. And I'm telling you what, and that's a perfect segue. Thank you for setting me up like that, because the Wonder Woman movie is out. I know you were at the premiere, and I'm I'm thinking, from all the advanced press I've heard and all the good buzz, this would be a fantastic movie to base a video game off of. 
you know what? There's so much potential to all of this. I mean, um, I, I just, I love all the attention the character is getting. And I have, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I have never been busier because with Wonder Woman getting attention, somehow it has drizzled down to me getting attention. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but I think that, you know, I think the movie, uh, I mean, I, I just think it'll do so well. And um, hopefully there'll be a lot of other Wonder Woman projects out there because of that. And I saw a picture on your Twitter feed. You were at the premiere, correct? I was. I was very, very lucky to have been invited by Warner Brothers in D.C. Um, and I was thrilled. I mean, it was it was exciting. And um, you could, the energy was palpable. The audience just kept erupting in applause when when saw Wonder Woman would do certain things. When she would do anything like Wonder Woman-y, um, you know, the audience would just <laughs> erupt. And it was it was really 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 um, a thrill to be there for that. I mean, I would of course have seen I would have seen the movie regardless, but to be there that night and to have Patty Jenkins introduce the film and hear Gal and Chris speak to the audience beforehand. I mean, it was just it was so magical. It really really was. So uh, yeah, I I would not be at all surprised if they asked you to this because as I have told you before, to me you are Wonder Woman. I I read Wonder Woman comic books and I I always hear your voice for Diana. So uh, it does not surprise me at all they had you at this. So without spoiling anything for the movie, uh, what can you yeah. tell us? What should fans expect? Uh, what what or even like a favorite part? Like you know two minutes, twelve seconds in, something like that. <laughs> You know, it's so, there are just so many aspects of it that work and are so good. I mean, that's, I mean, Patty got so much right. And I think that for all those fans, I just kept thinking of the fans because like I've been, I've been really honest. I never grew up um, reading the comics. And I, of course, knew Linda Carter as Wonder Woman because I'm of that age that I grew up Mm -hmm. in the seventies, but I was never that Wonder Woman fan. And what really wasn't until I started voicing her that I got to know her so well. But mm-hmm. for all the fans that have been clamoring for this film, I just kept thinking of them throughout the movie because I believe, I believe that they are going to love this film. There's action, there's heart, there's um, wonderful stuff with mother-daughter, there's wonderful scenes in Themyscira. Gaul is, is, you know, watching Gaul, what it reminded me of was watching Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Really? That's that's very awesome. You know, because she's so darling. And, and yes, she's gorgeous and beautiful. We know that. But she's so darling. Her personality really comes out in Diana. And um, she's adorable. I mean, really adorable. And she's this kick-ass warrior. So... It's it's it was just divine. I mean, I really can't say enough about it. I don't want to give any specifics away, obviously, but I I I think the audience is just going to flip for it, really flip. And having such a strong connection to the role as you have over the average moviegoer, were there any times we got a little teared up, a little choked up uh, while watching it? Oh, oh, no question. I mean, no question. Especially, um, you know, I didn't. Obviously, this is a Steve Trevor story, and I didn't do. Um, I had a, one episode, I believe, at least one with Steve. Um, it was a two-parter, if Patrick. I remember right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're right. Right. And Patrick Duffy played <laughs> Patrick Duffy <laughs> played Steve, <laughs> and I, I loved him. And um, and so that was, you know, that of course 
I thought of that, but it was really the, the things with the mascara and it was really the, the scenes with her mother that just resonated so greatly for me. But again, I mean, and also just the Wonder Woman stuff, you know, like all the action, kick-ass stuff that I've had to do and then seeing it on screen live action, um, you know, I mean, there have been fans out there who've put, it, it's really fun to see people have put like my stuff from Wonder Woman Justice League and, you know, Gal's stuff from this movie side by side and videos and things like that. And there are so many comparisons. So it's, it's just, you know, I, I, I just can't even express how great it was to be there that night and to see this film. I can only imagine that. I saw I saw pictures from several different people posted, and uh, it, it was. I'm very glad it's being as well received as it is right now, early on. And because I, I love DC Comics, their movies for me, to be honest, have not hit the mark yet. But I have very high hopes that Wonder Woman is going to turn everything around for the DC franchise. Yeah, Patty's just phenomenal. She really is, and 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 such a great person. Okay, so I'm at the premiere. And it, I'm at the after party, and um, and I, I'm looking at her. She's like in this the middle of the room, and a lot of people are clamoring to talk to her. And she looks over at me, and she says, "Hi, Susan." And I mean, I really, I, I it was so, it was so sweet, and she was just so sweet. And you know, we embraced, and um, and then I was giddy, and then she was lovely, and <laughs> it was just very, 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 very dear to have her know me and recognize me and um and know that there was this animation portion to wonder woman's history and to honor that um it, you know it, it often kind of becomes a little bit of a blip on the screen the animation portion whether it's super friends or justice league and i think you know i think that um having somebody at her level recognize it 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 really felt amazing i've got to be honest I can only imagine. I just got goosebumps listening to you tell the story, actually. <laughs> so that's very, very cool. We are going to take really one was. more break, and then we're going to come back to talk a little bit about Denver Comic Con. Are you okay to stick with us for just a little longer? Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with Susan Eisenberg right after this. Hey, this is Phil Lamar. Homies Conrad. The samurai known as Jack. And you're listening to geek to me Radio. Coming back, here's the voice of Phil Lamar, who you will actually get the chance to meet at Denver Comic Con. Uh, real quick, before we start our next segment here, I just want to thank our sponsors, Historic St. Charles. You can check out their website, historicstcharles.com. Check out a lot of cool things to see and do out there. It's Memorial Day weekend. You got maybe nothing planned yet. Go to their website. Check out their events calendar. There might be some fun stuff going on out there. Or if you just want to hang out, uh, check out some of the fine dining and shopping that they have all along south main street and their historic district you can also follow them on twitter at discover stc for all the cool things to see and do in historic st charles really is just a beautiful beautiful area i'm actually down here at megacon in orlando and i ran into a person who is from st charles small world but i wouldn't want to paint it and he uh he said <laughs> yeah i love st charles it's a great place to live and for you it's a great place to visit so go check them out historic stcharles.com 
and plan your trip now. We are back once again, and another cool place, if you want to go visit it, will be Denver in just a little under a month. We've got, I think it's June 30th through July 2nd. Susan, did I get those dates right for Denver Comic Con? You did. You did. You did. Perfect. So you can see Susan. You can see Phil Lamar. You can see Kevin Conroy. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum will be there. They've got the entire cast of the Justice League, minus Martian Manhunter. We're missing out on Carl Lumley, sadly. Uh, but Andrea Romano will be there. And a bunch of other guests, too. But if you're a voice actor fan like I am and you want to meet Susan and say, hey, Susan, how are you? I heard you on Geek to Me Radio for the three of you who listen to this show. That'd be great. I'm sure she'd love to see you. So, uh, Susan, what can we expect from this reunion show in Denver? Well, you know, um, I, I think there'll definitely be some there'll definitely be Q&A because what I learned from New York was that there were a lot of fans out there with a lot of questions. So hopefully there'll be a nice chunk mm-hmm. where people can ask us directly about the show and things that they've been dying to know about certain episodes or anything like that. There'll be there'll probably be a reading um, from the the show and some original scripts from the show when we're all in character. So I think that'll be a hoot. And um, you know the rest we're just gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> see that that's a great tease right there. Exactly. And I have to tell you, before we go on, when you go to commercial break and you're playing the music, and I think I said this to you last time, it like, it just it gives me chills when I hear that theme music from Justice League. I mean, it, it really is so fantastic. I mean, it's been how long? And it still gives me chills to hear that music. Yeah, I mean, the, the whoever, uh, I, I can't remember who did the uh, the score for Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, but they're both, I mean, I'll, I'll play those. I've got them on my, uh, I'll get them on my iPhone and my iTunes, I'll be honest. And I'm like, I need a little upbeat when I'm driving. I'll, I'll play that. I'll plug it on because it's, it's, it is chill causing music. Yeah, it just brings you right back to that moment. You know, it really does. Now, so it brings you back like so close, like you had to reach down and make sure you weren't wearing your bracelets or anything like that and your tiara? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always wearing my bracelets. <laughs> well, so I would expect was, nothing less. Lo- I would expect nothing less. It was, and it was Lolita Rutmanis who did the the music for Justice League. She she composed that Perfect. theme. Thank you. Yeah, and a brilliant um, job so she anyway, did because it it does linger with you. Oh, it was incredible. And I and she did many themes, and she worked at you know at Warner Brothers, so she did a lot of their music. Um, so. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had to tell you because, like, we've had three commercials now, and each time you go to commercial, I hear that great theme music, and it, you know, it's been making me so happy. Well, that's Joey back at the station. Uh, he knows what to play because he's a pro, and uh, the show wouldn't be half what it is without Joey V, my producer. So, Joey, uh, Susan, and I both thank you. Thank you, Joey. And <laughs> with uh, we're we're wrapping up here this last segment, Susan. I'll let you go, but. Uh, let people know where they can find you if they want to follow you on Twitter uh, and all that other good uh, social media stuff. Well, if they want to follow me on Twitter, they can find me at Susan Eisenberg one. Um, if they want to follow me on Instagram, which is kind of new to me, it's Susan Eisenberg 21. And if they want to check out where I'm going to be or what I'll be doing or just anything, ask me a question, talk to me directly. They can go to my website, which is Susan Eisenberg 
Perfect. And again, you can uh, ch- just Google Denver Comic Con if you want to get tickets. They are still available for the Denver Comic Con. You can meet Susan Eisenberg and everyone else from the Justice League cast. Susan, I can't thank you enough for being on air with us. Uh, we will see you in Denver. Absolutely. And I told you before, you know, before we, when we spoke before Injustice came out, I said, I'll be back when, when the game is released. And now here I am. And now here we are. Well, again, because you can't tell a lie. You're Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's very true. That's she very always true. keeps Thank her promises, to- folks. I, well, I try. I try. But thank you for having <laughs> me on. I really appreciate it. Anytime. And hopefully you can jump on air with us again. We'll broadcast live from Denver. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. There she goes, folks. Susan Eisenberg. And uh, because I'm bad at timing and forgot I was an hour ahead here on the East Coast, I'm going to sign off now uh, because I've got to go catch an Uber and try to get to the airport before my flight leaves because I'm an idiot. So uh, we're going to come back from this commercial break and we are going to have an interview with Tova Feldsha, who played Deanna Monroe in The Walking Dead, that we never got the chance to air, unfortunately. So we are going to play that so there's more geek to me radio just without me. So you'll probably enjoy it twice as much. Stand by. All right, here on geek to me Radio, we are joined by Tova Felju, who's in town for an event in St. Louis, and she was gracious enough to take a few minutes out of her schedule to speak with us. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. My pleasure, my pleasure, James. So let me start by asking you uh, what I normally ask celebrities who are involved in a uh, genre like The Walking Dead that you've done. Were you familiar with the source material or were you a fan of the show before you were brought in to uh, be Deanna? I was not familiar with the series at all. As I told Scott Gimple, who is the showrunner and a genius, I said, Mr. Gimple, I'm close enough to death that I don't have to watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> and that, that... I did not watch it. I was very happy to be offered, you know, the head of Alexandria. I was in the Galapagos Islands uh, in a crater and I got a call from my secretary from New York saying, I think you got an offer. He's from the South. And, uh, <laughs> and then I spoke to Scott Gimple on the, from the ship, and we talked about the role and whether it would interest me. And I said, sounds good. So I landed in Cartagena, Colombia, after the uh, tour of the Galapagos with Lindblad, and they flew me from Cartagena to... Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And as you know, we shoot in the in the countryside of Atlanta, not in Atlanta proper. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, and there's a lot of stuff being shot in Atlanta. A friend of mine who does travel writing actually took a tour of the all the Walking Dead hotspots because the 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 Alexandria is the walled off. It's actually a real subdivision. People actually live there. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. It, it really, it's a, it's very elegant. It was wonderful because when you would take your lunch break, you literally went into a bedroom and went on a bed and went to sleep because <laughs> the place was, you know, furnished for the upper middle class. It was very lovely. Yeah, really. it's a fantastic set that you got to work with. Um, with the character you have in the comic books, 
it's actually a male uh, is the is the head. And so they kind of swapped the roles of you and it ended up being your husband, who was the architect of Alexandria. Did they talk to you about any bit about how that you were kind of uh, taking on that role, how they were switching the genders? Did they mention that to you at all or did it not even come up? They said it was based on, on an original character called Douglas Monroe, but that my character was different than his. And, of course, I didn't make an in, incompetent decision and shoot. I think he shoots or hurts um, Carl. And, yes. Uh, I comic. certainly didn't. No, I, no. You know, my character came in like a stateswoman and left like a samurai. I was very, very satisfied with spending a year down in at the Atlanta area commuting and doing seasons five and six. It was a thrill. Just you really, film. yeah, and you really had a uh, a very good death, I guess they'd say. Uh, the way they ended your character was a really strong, solid ending. You just what that you know it was the music playing over you as you allowed that primal scream against the, uh, the the zombies that were in your house. What an extraordinary performance! Thank you very much. That primal scream was an improvisation. We were on take two, and I just just came out of me like a an animal that had been shot. And the whole set went green. And they said, could we try another? I said, we can try another, but I believe that's your money shot. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, I mean, that's... They kept. I always love stories like that, too, that you find out after the fact that that was actually an improv moment. Some of the best uh, moments in TV and movies are exactly like that. Right, because they're born of the truth of the moment. And uh, they're not, they can't be scripted. They're beyond language. So it was, it was very lucky. The people I worked with were... We're busy being excellent. They're just extraordinary bunch. They really, uh, you know, it's one thing to get up there into number one. It's another thing to stay up there. And they really took their work so seriously. As far as they were concerned, they were they were doing a feature film. They were doing a feature film every week. They gave it tremendous care, tremendous care. And it beats some of the feature films you'll see out there. I think uh, there's a reason, as you said, the reason Walking Dead is number one a lot of the times in the ratings, beating out even Sunday Night Football, because it is such an extraordinary series. Um, it's an unbelievable series, the special effects, the cinematography, and, and uh, you know, I'm lucky to be doing that, and I'm lucky to be in the St. Louis area to um, having sung at uh, the Gaslight Theater, which is a marvelous, marvelous 99-seat, cannot-stop-the-charm space that invites cabaret artists under the umbrella of Jim Dolan, who runs the establishment, to come to St. Louis and perform. And you've done so much stage work, too. You're, uh, a lot of people don't know this. You're nominated for four uh, Tony Awards. You've uh, no stranger to the stage at all. Thank you. And two Emmys. Yay! Yes, primetime Emmy. Exactly. That's, uh, that's quite an accomplishment from everything you've... Uh, just what an extraordinary career you've had. Can we see you back in St. Louis at some point? Are you expecting to come back to us? Well, the last time I was here, I did Peter Pan at the Muni. And then recently, as you know, I got to do Aging is Optional, because God, I hope it is. <laughs> and I'm just putting together a new act that should be ready in 217, so we'll see if Jim Dolan wants to invite me back. But I would be very happy to return. Good, good, yes. Yeah. St. Louis... Re- uh... enter, and I might add, and to return to the fantasy uh, comic book shop, where I just uh, had spent an afternoon that was extraordinary. What a wonderful place. Yeah, they're actually one of our show sponsors. You uh, you had quite the line. You, uh, you're uh, obviously a very popular lady. <laughs> I, I was very pleased, very pleased indeed. And one other thing, James, I'm so thrilled to be returning to my hometown, New York City, on Sunday, December 11th at 3 and 7 to do Golda's Balcony by William Gibson, uh, who also wrote The Miracle Worker, and I'm going to be bringing that play, which is the biggest hit of my Broadway career, 
to New York City for 950 people a show. So there are still tickets. Since we're doing it for 2,000 people, there are still tickets to the Broadway show, Golda's Balcony, at the Skirball Center, Lowenstein Theater, 65th and 5th Avenue at 3 and 7, December 11th, 2016. Perfect, and we'll make sure to plug that on the, on our website as well. Well, while you want to keep you, I know you're on your way to get ready for your gig tonight down at the Gaslight. Uh, Toba Felcher, thank you so much for being on the show with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, James, and all the best. Thank you, you too. It's not in the way you watch I sound be. It's not in the way you watch the flash. It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Art. It's not in the way you play Mario Kart. It's not in the way you look when you make him a throw trap and says, That's a show. This is Geek Tour. That's our show!